Yo, this is the Ancient Texan. Guess about 5.15, August 27th. Uh, sitting out on the front porch, thinking about life. I had some insight about global warming the other day, climate change. Um... And I guess I'm going to play the old card here. I guess it would be called, you know, climate change for and by the youth. If I was going to title this podcast, podcast. I've worked as an engineer my whole life and worked with big companies. And the biggest project I've seen is about a billion-dollar project. And uh, I've been associated with a few others of that size. And one that I was in kind of collapsed. Uh, $600 million project. Well, most people have no grasp of what it takes to run such a project and I'm pretty sure I could not run a billion dollar project well unless I had a lot of good people beneath me that were carrying me and that I could nod at the right times and let them do their thing uh, which is <laughs> better than some people do they get in the way of uh, good people below them I was looking at the number of coal plants in China, and there are like thousands. And the number of coal plants in India, and there are like more thousands. I mean, this is like two to four thousand, those kind of numbers, big numbers. And the numbers are still increasing. Coal production around the world is still ex increasing. The states, we've kind of plateaued off and we're going the other way. And this is happening despite the fact that, uh, say, in India there's a lot of uh, wind turbines and solar. It's the momentum of the way life is. And the way life is and the momentum and the status quo is kind of a generational thing. Old people do what old people do until new people come along and change it. Younger people. And I think that's going to be the story with, with climate change. Uh, what we're talking about is such a massive change in the way of life. Um, all the people that are you know, giving lip service for climate change... Um, First, I doubt if many of them want to, you know, I don't hear them raise my taxes, do climate change. Because that's what it's going to take. Don't, you know, they talk about new jobs and stuff. Yeah, there'll be new jobs and stuff. But there's a whole lot of groundwork that needs to be done in research and R&D uh, and thinking and planning. All, none of that's going to be cheap or easy. Uh, it's going to make jobs probably at the higher level, you know, the engineer scientist level um, 
it's not going to make it for the you know welder or plumber not that they're not important but you can't start building something that you can't envision and we're so far away from being able to envision it and we're so far away from having the science and the engineering and the plan we're talking a decade just come up with a rough plan and then I look at you know what's happening in India and China with still building coal plants um, that's a generation thing too it's going to be 20 or 30 years before that stops and I think we're kidding ourselves to think anything else and if it's true that we have to curb CO2 emissions from the planet in, you know, five years or ten years or something, um, it ain't going to happen. I mean, I hate to be negative and a naysayer, but I think there's just too much momentum into a way of life um, that's working from the point of view of bringing people out of poverty. Uh, China has bought, brought, like, I don't know the number, like a billion people out of poverty. You know, absolute poverty, less than $1 a day type thing. I think it's a dollar twenty or something now. That That took a huge effort on China's part to do that. And they did a lot of what we would consider violations of our kind of morality and our view of what's right and wrong and and human freedoms and that kind of stuff and I hope someday they get there but they're not there now um, see what's happening in Hong Kong so you have this mass of people trying to come out of poverty still a bunch in China and even more in India And they need energy. They need energy to do industrialization. They need energy to raise their standard of living, to have a car, to have a house, um, to have food on the table. And it's easy for us to say, yeah, they should do something about it. But it's the kind of choices they have to make. If we were given the same choices, <laughs> don't kid yourself. We wouldn't do any better. Uh, we don't even do better when we have the ability to make such choices. Do we live more modestly because of of climate change? Do we get rid of our cars and take Ubers? Well, I can't. And, you know, everybody can come up with some reason they can't do it. Uh, do you ride your bike more? No. Do you eat less meat? Maybe a few of you. Most of us, no. And we want to tell... Two other groups of people, you know, a couple of billion people, and we're like 300 million, so we're one-sixth, and we're going to tell the five-sixths what to do? I don't think so. I think they're living their life, and they're going to keep living it like they are, and they're going to keep with the struggle they're doing. So the net effect of that is I think about that and... I don't think we can do the reduction of CO2. If that's what it takes, I'm pretty sure we're going to fail. So that doesn't mean that's the end of the world. 
okay, weather's going to be worse. Think bad things are going to happen. There's going to be droughts and bigger deserts and poor people are going to suffer. Well, we'll respond to that when it happens. And it would even be better if we'd start thinking about our response now. Yeah, me and, you know, the two people that listen to this podcast can make a movement. And we can all start thinking about the consequences of global change, of global warming, whatever you want to call it. And say, how are we going to respond to the ocean level rising? Who's going to be hurt? What are we going to do there? Are we going to evacuate people? Are we going to raise, you know, raise the levees, raise walls and stop the ocean? What's the plan? Uh, There's going to be droughts as they appear. What's the plan? Are we going to move the people in those areas? Are we going to somehow magically give them ways to water, you know, to manage water? As the crops die, are we going to have genetic crops to help them, genetically modified crops? Of course, we might be too noble to do that. Um, Are we going to, I don't know. What's what's the plan? I don't know the plan. But humanity will survive. The planet will survive. And it's going to be tough for some people. If we start focusing on who it's going to be tough on and figuring out how we can help those people, that will be preparing for global warming. And I could be all wet and not understand what I'm seeing uh, about coal plants in China and in India uh, and even the resistance here in the States. Maybe I could be all wet that there isn't this big mass of inertia of the older generations. But I don't think so. It takes uh, a long time to change things. You can tear stuff apart in, you know, 10, 15 years, 30 years. You want to build something and you want to change a way of life or something. I I think you're talking 30, 40 years, 50 years. I know. (laughs) It shouldn't. They, They should all just agree with us and change and do what we want. Um... That's not what I've observed over my seven decades. I've observed that people keep doing what they're doing, and they change slowly. And they change with much pain and much resistance. So I just want to throw that out, that climate change is really for the youth, and I believe it's going to have to be by the youth. Just think about it. This is the ancient Texan. Have a great day. Namaste.